Hi, and welcome to the Redwood Podcast. Just a quick warning before the episode, there might be some swearing. Discretion is advised. That'll be the intro. The next one that fades in. That'll be the intro. So today, today, Redwood Podcast, we have again with us Brock Tovar. On the last episode, we talked about his early childhood life, which was a good childhood, but it didn't have all ups. There were a couple of downs. Those downs also helped shape him into his high school career, but he had a lot of influence throughout his childhood that shaped him into the man that he is now. So today I welcome back Brock Tovar. Hello. So thanks for being on this episode again. And uh, just like I, I was talking about, we were talking about some of your influencers from back in middle school, which we brought up one, uh, Mr. Abear. And yeah, you want coach Abear? Yeah. So now that we're in high school, because you you brought up that he was your high school coach. Now we're in our high <laughs> school episode here. Let's let's dive a little bit deeper on that. Okay. Um, so again, uh, high school was pretty normal for me. I was obviously an athlete, um, played soccer, played a little bit of football. And my, my soccer coach through high school was, a was a big influencer on, on who I am. Like I, like I told you in the last episode, he was the guy that was also my history teacher and he would always tell us to think outside the box and, and do all this. Um, when I first met him, he walked right up to me, looked at, looked me straight in the eyes and said, you are a leader. I want you on this team and I want you to look after your teammates and make sure that they're successful. Like that was one of the first, that was the first interaction I ever had that had with this guy. Looked me straight in the eyes and said, you were a leader. And wow, that kind of, and you know what, the whole looking after your teammates and making sure that they're successful, that kind of plays a little bit off of Miss K in your elementary school days. Yeah. You know, I, I gotta say that I've, I gotta say that I've been fortunate to be around good people throughout my entire life. Um, it's just, you know, whatever it is, stroke of luck or the universe or whatever it is. I am who I am. And I look at life the way I do because of all of these people who have had some kind of large impact on the way that I look at things. Right. Um, coach a bear was definitely one of those. He was like, he, and, and you know what? He held me accountable too. Like when I was late to class or like if I didn't pass a test or if I, was getting bad grades or something like that we would have conversations about it it was like you know the the dad at school kind of thing it was really really interesting and i don't know why he invested so much time and so much energy into making sure that i was i was good and i was successful but for some reason he did he didn't do that with everybody but um you know he he gave a fuck about about my success and he did that by holding me accountable and well and look that at what absolutely now. that that may have been yeah. made you into who you are but i mean like we'll definitely dive a little bit more into that into your now episode episode four yeah and um i feel like it'll probably drag into episode three as well coach a bear uh sounds like he was a huge 
huge influence on you throughout your whole life. Yeah, he was. He and my, and obviously my dad too. My dad is also a, you know, an amazing, an amazing fucking person. But, um, you know, when I was at school, yeah, it was, or when I was in high school, yeah, it was Coach Bear. Like this guy was, this guy was on top of me, like making sure that I was squared away, you know. Um, so did you have a big old beard in high school? Maybe that's why he came up to you and looked you in your face and said all that. <laughs> no, no, I was totally like baby face back then. <laughs> well, apparently. I didn't, start growing, I didn't start growing beards until I was like 27. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a healthy beard, my friend. Healthy beard. It is. It's it's very healthy. It is. I make sure to feed it. So, <laughs> so Coach Abear is this huge influence on you through high school. Was it through all four years of high school that he was this big influence? No, it was my junior year through my senior year. Okay, was when he was. Yeah, when I was when I was a freshman sophomore, uh, had some other you know dickwad coaches that weren't anybody ever he was the he was the varsity coach so that's when i interfaced with him and then also as i said he taught history and that was my junior year of high school so it was kind of funny because when i first met him when i first met him obviously was during hell week in our our summer training for the soccer team between my sophomore and junior year and i met him on the soccer field and i had no idea that he was a teacher right and when i walked into class at the beginning of the year or the beginning of the school year, I walked into the class and he was kind of like in the back room and I didn't even like put together that like his name was a bear, but it was spelled like this weird way. And I walked into the classroom and I was like, is this, uh, is this, is this Mr. Hebert's? Yeah, Cause of the way that he spelled it was like that, you know, right. is this Mr. Hebert's classroom? And he walked out and he was like, a bear sit down Brock you know just kind of like, like oh shit my my soccer coach is also my history teacher all right cool that's gonna be awesome for me <laughs> well hey I mean like that's a pretty cool thing to be honest I mean yeah my my uh weight training coach was also the football coach and he wanted yeah. me to be on the football team just because of how I performed in the weight room so yeah I mean it makes sense so a bear comes in here and he goes sit the hell down brock can't even pronounce my name right you already know me right like damn it fuck <laughs> yeah, what am i gonna do yeah, what am he I gonna was do? I just embarrassed myself <laughs> yeah he was uh he was unforgiving he was unforgiving when it come when it came to making mistakes you know but it was good though it was good for me i i think that i i think that i needed that at the time to be held accountable you know kind of a heavy hand yeah, he was he was big on discipline. I remember I remember one time we were taking a test in his class and it was just like this unspoken agreement that I had with this guy that we under we understood each other at that point, right? He told us before the test started nobody's allowed to get up uh unless you are done with your test. You you can be excused for you, you know to go to the restroom or whatever the case may be. And I was sitting there like right in the middle of my test and dude, I had to fucking I had to take a piss like so bad. I was I was drinking water all morning. Like it was one of those, you know, you know what I'm talking about. You're just like, gotta gotta, gotta, gotta go. go. Bladder you know? yeah. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, I walked up to his desk and I was like, hey, um, I gotta run to the restroom real quick. And he was like, no, you gotta finish your test. And I, I turned around and walked out of the classroom. 
knowing that there were going to be consequences for it. Right. I was like, whatever, dude, like walked out, went to the restroom, came back. When I got back, he had a detention slip in hand at the door. Like, <laughs> and you know what? I, I, I took it. I was just like, cool. You know, like I knew, I, I knew the consequences, you know? So, Sometimes um, it's worth but it when he was pee that bad, dude. Right. <laughs> but it was just kind of one of those things, you know, like he, I, I, he had an expectation and I knew what the expectation was and I knew that he was going to hold people accountable. Yeah. You know, so like I could have, I probably could have sat there and like, you know, and dealt with it. But, um, yeah, but then you can't it, focus on your test. You're definitely going to get some questions wrong. Cause you're just trying to rush through it. Yeah, possibly. But, uh, the, the, the point of that story was just that, you know, this is the type of guy he was, you know, there was there was an expectation. If he didn't meet it, there were consequences, right? And that was on and off the field. And looking back, like I said, I at the time I didn't think that you know that he was the nicest person on the planet. But in retrospect, right, dude did a lot for me, right, as a person. Well, he definitely helped shape you into the man you are today. A little yeah, bit. It may yeah. not have been like a lot, but it was definitely a little bit. He did have some sort of a hand in that. Yeah, yeah I, w- I would agree. He absolutely did. Along with my parents, obviously, you know, there's like, I had, I had this structure, um, from the time I was like 16 to 18, the structure that existed, you know, at home and at school, you know, cause a bear would come find me. Like if he heard through another teacher or something like that, that, you know, I was, dicking around in class or you know not getting my work done or something like that this dude would come and find me like at lunch like wherever i was like he'd figure out where i was at and he'd be he he would come and find me and be like you need to make sure you get your shit squared away <laughs> hey, you know you know what it's uh, in most cases it's actually really good to have somebody in your high school that's like that uh for me it was our vice yeah. principal our vice principal was my English teacher in middle school. And then she was my English teacher in my freshman year. And then she became our vice principal and she kept tabs on me. Um, I wasn't a bad kid in high school by any means. Like I definitely wasn't. I've gotten a couple of Saturday schools or whatever, but as far as like some of these kids, I, I was very well behaved, you know? Yeah. Um, comparatively <laughs> yeah, compared to compared to some of the kids that would be in that Saturday school where they like got caught with weed or yeah. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. <laughs> I think I maybe got suspended in the once. reefer. <laughs> oh, I, I, I was suspended from school several times. Um, when I was, uh, when I was a sophomore in high school or no, when I was a junior, it was when I was a junior. So I took a, I took an engineering drafting class in high school and I was again, fortunate. And this will kind of build into like what I do now and how I was able to get into the field I'm in now. Uh, we won't jump ahead, but we'll kind of talk about this. So I, I took an engineering and drafting class and, um, man, uh, this guy, this guy, Bob Schlegel, he was also a very influential person in my high school, in my high school days, he was the teacher, the instructor of this engineering drafting class. Thank God. I thought I was going to have to bleep out his last name. <laughs> like if you would have followed up with this dude was a complete dick, I would have been like, okay, well let me get that last name just bleeped out there. No, he was cool, man. He was, he was, he was at a bears level. 
he always used to say to us and he would he would say it kind of like in a joking in a joking manner or like his his inflection in his voice right he would say like you got to pay attention son you know that's just like what he sounded like when he would say that he always used to say that though and at some point when i was you know receiving instruction from him i realized like what he was doing he was trying to get us to do kind of like what a bear was trying to get his students to do and think outside the box look at the problem from a from a high level view you got to pay attention when when he would ask us questions or when he would give us tests he would always put things in the tests that were like subliminal you know like it kind of gave you the answer yes and people would get extra credit for like noticing these things and like on top of that you know he would always tell us to pay attention right and when we're having conversations he would do that as well he would he would put things in his in his lectures that were like the answer to the question and then he would ask us at the end like you know what was i what was what was the point of this and then he would tell us to pay attention look outside think outside the box right look, look deeper i brought him up because originally right i kind of went off on a tangent there i in his class when i was a sophomore this is my second year of taking his his engineering drafting class and it was no i'm i'm sorry my junior year it was right after 911 happened i broke a stink bomb inside his classroom on a day that he had a substitute there and the school actually because of what had just happened in new york the school wanted to expel me what yeah dude because like because somebody got sick or something like that like you know it was just one of the like uh ammonium and fucking sulfur stink bombs you know that you just step on and break yeah but um i guess somebody got sick and the the school the school actually wanted to expel me from school for that and schlegel schlegel came in the office the following week when he found out what was going on and absolutely was just like you guys are going to ruin this guy's life over a stink bomb and just like went off on the entire faculty about it and they kind of came to their senses and were like okay yeah it's a bit ridiculous you know to expect i mean realize we're all kind of upset over like you know 9-11 but yeah, that's a bit ridiculous. Yeah, it was distinct. There's no reason to go overboard there because of that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everyone was all freaked out at the time, you know, I mean, you remember how it was, um, but yeah, I mean, that was, that was really interesting. He, he, he had a big, because of that alone and you know, who he was as a teacher, he had, uh, he had a big impact on whether or not I would have been successful or not. Like getting expelled from school, right? That's a that's a big event. You have to move that at that point to even go to school again. Yeah, that would have changed my exactly. That would have changed my environment. I probably would have never had the interactions with you know Coach Abear and being on uh, being on the soccer team, the high school soccer team. You know, my junior and senior year, I mean, it would have changed everything. But uh, yeah, Abear Abear wouldn't have. He would have been non-existent at that point you right. know because this was early on i mean obviously that happened in september that was early on in the in my junior year and that was right when i was in the middle of you know playing sports or doing soccer at my high school and and interfacing with with coach Abear for that entire year i mean that was right at the beginning of it you know school started in august that was in september 
right? I'd have been out of there. <laughs> I feel like we're kind of covering the type of teen that you were. A little bit of an asshole. Say that, say, say that again, sorry. I said I feel like we're kind of covering the you type of teen that you were. A little bit of an asshole. I was a little bit of an asshole. Yeah. Just a little. I was. was a little I, bit. I wouldn't say back in I'm, the I'm, an asshole. I'm an asshole now, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you got whipped back in the shape by, you know, your drafting teacher and co- coach Bear. Yeah. yeah, and my parents kept me in check too when I was growing up. Which, you know, which is really good. So, uh, going on uh, into your team life, what were your, what was your like typical group of friends? Like, what kind of clique did you run with? Oh, that's a, that's a really interesting question. Um, so when I was in when I was in high school, obviously, you know, I was the guy playing sports and and hanging out with the the crowd, you know. But, um, I also had, um, I also had friends that were outside of like the, you know, if you want to say the popular group, right? So here's an interesting, just to to paint a picture here, right? So I was the guy at school that was, you know, uh, during breaks, talking to guys that I played sports with and hanging out with, you know, those crowds during lunch, you may find me with them or over, like by the theater group playing like magic the gathering or something like that (laughs) or like in the or in the computer lab or something i don't know you know i just i i kind of went wherever like my friends were and i had i had a bunch of different kinds of friends in fact one of my uh one of my really good friends i'm still friends with this day but i don't i don't talk to as much he lives on the east coast um his name was his name was mitch he lived right down the street from us when i was in high school and um he was kind of like the the computer nerd type you know he was the one that we played counter-strike with and you know played magic with and did all this he went to my high school and he was a grade younger than me so uh, at lunch you know i'd sometimes like depending on what was going on like i'd go find him and be like hey man you like you want to sit down and like play some counter-strike or do you want to like ditch school and go play some counter-strike or you know sit down here and, and play magic or something like that i mean I had I had a very I had a very diverse group of friends is what I'm trying to say. Um, I wasn't like I wasn't too clicky uh, to the point where I was like, nah, you know, I'm not going to do nerd stuff. Um, I was all about it, you know, just because like I I didn't feel like, I, and this is a retrospective analysis. I didn't feel like my friends' interests were you know what defined them as a friend to me it was like we were friends or we weren't and it was that simple well i can definitely say that i was the same way i can for sure say that i didn't run with any specific click but you know i had friends all over the place with that i mean you just kind of went into like the activities that you would kind of do uh as far as magic the gathering me personally it was like runescape so we would go down to the library yeah. and play RuneScape and be on those <laughs> computers for hours. And then, like, if somebody came in and wanted to use the computer, the library would be like, okay, one of you has to get off. You guys have been here for, like, three hours. And so we'd just hang out until that person got <laughs> off the computer, and then we'd all jump back on, which is kind of cool. When you don't put a label on yourself, you are allowing yourself that certain sort of freedom to mm-hmm. talk to whoever you want. And I feel like a lot of kids today, they... uh they put their label on themselves where they're like, I have to wear this brand of clothing because that's who these people are wearing. Or I have to do this sport because all the people I like and want to be like are playing this sport. And I I think 
conforming to some sort of clique just because that's what you want and that's the label you want on yourself in high school. If there's anything that I would put out there to kids today is that label doesn't stick with you for your whole life. And if you sit there and and try to bank your whole life on that, you're going to be miserable because you're going to constantly be this person that is trying to live up to this dumbass high school label, you know? Yeah, I think that I think that at some point you've and and I think this is just part of growing, right? I think that at some point you've got to find yourself and figure out who you are, unassociated with any kind of brand or materialistic object or whatever. You've got to figure out like who are you, and you've got to like develop that person. Um, otherwise, it's just like like you said, it's kind of like this thing that falls by the wayside. Like everything everything dies at some point or goes away at some point. If your identity is you know, the clothes you wear or, you know, the, the groups that you hang out with in high school, right. Eventually those groups are going to go away. You've got your, you've got your friends, you know, that are, that are in high school that you've associated yourself with based on a common interest, right? Well, interests change. Well, so I think that's where you and I, I think we were lucky to be able to find ourselves early on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Then you're not locked up. A lot of teens these days don't do that. They can't do that. They don't have the time to do that. Well, they do. They just don't make the time. I mean, you know, uh, the average the average teenager now spends six hours a day on their phone. Yeah, you know, crazy. so like, what are you? I mean, it was, that was a completely different. That's a completely different dynamic to growing up that you and I went through, right? I didn't have cell phones when I was younger. We did, but right, when it I was wasn't in, like, oh yeah, now you're able to get on MySpace on your phone or it, anything like yeah, that. It, I think that when yeah. a browser did come out on a phone, finally, it was like it took forever in a day for the browser to even load up. I mean, what did we have back yeah. then? Like two G, one G. Those old BlackBerry phones. Yeah, it's a different. It's a different time. I mean, kids are kids are so exposed to information now and just good and bad information right um and they kind of just live in this digital environment and it's just totally different than than what i experienced as a teenager and as a you know a young a young adult well with that too uh you kind of have to deal with certain things in life uh without technology so like if you have like a high school crush or whatever, you can't just go and hit them up on MySpace. You have to go and talk to that person to their face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, what was that like for you? Did you have any crushes that was kind of like debilitating to even just go and start a conversation with them? No, no, not at all. I was, uh, I was a pretty confident young man. <laughs> um, there there were girls that I dated throughout high school, but it wasn't ever like, you know, I, I never had a problem like approaching girls and, and talking to girls when I was growing up. Good experiences, actually. I mean, very fond memories of some of them. Um, I remember this girl that uh, this girl that I knew from sixth grade to the end of high school. Her name was Jess. Her name was Jessica. <laughs> Do I need to bleep she out was that like, last name? Uh. Yeah, probably. All right, hold on. All right, I took that down on my note. Okay, so her name was Jessica. Um, 
I knew her from sixth grade all the way to the end of high school and never dated her, but we always like liked each other, you know, but like the timing of it was just really weird because she was always, she was always dating somebody like when I was not dating somebody or like vice versa, you know, just never kind of worked out when she signed my senior year yearbook she wrote something along the lines of like what a shame it was that we never had an opportunity to 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 date each other or something like that i have to go look at it but um isn't that she was really cool isn't that funny that it's like why didn't you just say that two years ago or five years ago when we were like sixth grade yeah (laughs) Yeah, that is kind of that is kind of interesting that she waited until like we were seniors in high school to to make that statement. But it's just kind of funny, you know. But um, yeah, I, I never I never really had a I never really had a problem like approaching girls and talking to girls in high school. It was just kind of easy for me. Well, I would say that probably came with your influences again. I mean, you are an athlete. You, I'm assuming, were very outspoken. You were kind of you know, in with everybody. So talking to girls is not really an issue. Um, personally, right. I wouldn't say that I had an issue talking to girls. I could talk to anybody, as you know, I could talk to anybody, <laughs> but my dumb ass can't pick up on flirting. So even in high school, if somebody was attracted to me, I never picked up on it. Yeah. And, uh, like my girlfriend today, I even told her, I was like, you got to be very blunt with me if you're, if you're attracted to me and then boom, here we are. So it was kind of crazy like that. And she was like, oh, I'm not being blunt enough. And then she made it very blunt that she was, you know, into me and which was good. It worked out. Uh, time out. Right. Oh man, that sucked. So yeah. And it, it just kind of worked out for, for me in the end. You know, being as stupid as I am, I probably would have been with the wrong person by now, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but being being in high school and having that kind of confidence to be able to walk up to somebody and be able to talk to them, no problem, is it's like almost a triple threat. You know what I mean? You're a cool person. You've got a dope-ass personality. You're funny as hell. And then you've also got no problem talking to people. I mean, it, it's this big threat to a lot of people uh so with that being said the threat status did you have anybody in your high school that particularly wasn't a fan yeah i I got in a couple fights uh at school um or around that time uh there was a guy oh trying to remember his last name doesn't matter his name was craig um he had an older brother jeff who was a year older than me uh, Craig was Craig was my age. Um, for whatever reason, this guy just didn't like me, right? And it uh, it came to blows like my junior year. And he played soccer as well, which was interesting. Um, but he sucked, so maybe that's why he was upset. Who knows? I mean, I don't know honestly. But for whatever reason, this guy didn't like me. Um, and we uh, we got into a scuff my junior year in a in a classroom. You know, obviously, I kicked his ass. But is it um, obvious though? <laughs> Pixar didn't happen. <laughs> Just kidding. There's no evidence. No, to this day, this guy. To this day, this guy hates my guts. Um, even even a few years ago, 
he uh he, he found me on facebook or something like that and like sent me a friend request on facebook and i was like all right you know whatever i'll accept your stupid friend request like you know it's cool so an interesting thing about him was that he turned out he turned out to be a police officer in citrus heights out in california right we were talking online one day and you know i can't remember what i can't remember what was happening or like what he posted or something like that but i came in and kind of like made fun of him you know online like a little bit of e-bullying whatever you know he's a bitch but um he he got all he he got all he got all butthurt about it (laughs) sent me a message and was like you know i'm gonna kick your ass and all this stuff and i was like yeah okay you know he'll be a reenactment of high school yeah so it was just kind of funny but um so he i didn't know at the time but he was he was in law enforcement um and while we were having this conversation he started looking up information about my some of my family members and you know he was reading that he was he was typing this information back to me like saying oh you know your your brother like has a has a warrant or something i can't remember what it was like something along the lines of like he was just trying to like he was doing a little bit of flexing to say oh i'm a cop you know right and i responded i responded with something like cool bro you know it's illegal to just like search people's shit if you have no reason right so maybe i should just call your department and let them know that this is what you're doing and you know show them this conversation on facebook and like his attitude totally changed he was like oh like i could just tell like in his response like he was trying to be he was trying to be cool about it but he was just like oh damn it you know because he knew that i was serious and he knew that i didn't like him and um so the the conversation kind of stopped there and i i didn't i didn't you know i didn't call his department and ruin his career i didn't think that that was appropriate but it was just kind of funny that this guy this guy had like a rough a rough teenage life in high school like kind of sucked at soccer people didn't really like him so much because you know he was kind of a he was kind of a douche loser um and then he went and got into law enforcement You know, I, I I joke with people, uh, you know, because of I, I, the the two guys that own AVR Defense with me are both in law enforcement. Um, you know, and I and I've known a lot of law enforcement officers, and from my experience, like there's two kinds of there's two kinds of law enforcement officers, and one is the type, and it's rare. One is the type that was like bullied in high school, and you know feels like they have a bone to pick with society and they want to be in this position of uh you know power and there's other people just like they're either interested in it because they just want to do it or they legitimately are there because you know they want to like serve and protect their communities it's like these two kinds of people that are that are leos he was definitely the he was definitely not the latter i'd say yeah yeah no kidding yeah, he was kind of a douche, and I guess he grew up to be a douche as well. Cool, good for him. But yeah, he was really the only the only person I ever had issue with in high school. Well, at least we got that out of the way because that is super illegal to be doing that. Um, but you know, being a, the big man that you are, you didn't ruin his career over it. He just kind of like said, "I I could take you out right now. Like you could be out of a yeah. job and never be a cop ever again in your entire life." And I yeah, think, he got in a lot of trouble for that. Yeah, he, he kind of caught the point there. Like, don't be stupid. He, you know. Right. Um, 
Well, dang, dude. I feel like your high school career was actually pretty eventful, and you did learn a lot. You know, you had, again, good mentors and good people that were giving you guidance throughout high school. Um, And then, of course, you know, you had your typical teen high school experience. You know, you had somebody that didn't like you. Uh, There was maybe two people in my entire school that I knew for a fact didn't like me. I'm not going to say their names, but one of them added me on Facebook and he never apologized for, you know, being a dick in high school. But afterwards, like some, some line down the line, I was like, Hey man, how you been? looks like you're a father now, blah, blah, blah. blah. He goes, yeah, dude, I got a couple of kids, this and that. And we just kind of caught up a little bit. And then somewhere down the line, you know, I posted a picture of me with my big old beard. And he goes, look at this big bearded badass right here. And I was like, hey, you know, go from <laughs> go from kind of being an asshole to me in high school to this. It's, it's all right. It's good. That means he grew up. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So he, yeah. he wasn't being a dickhead about it. Um, I never held hard feelings against him. It's, I never knew why he didn't like me. Um but I also never went and held that against him his entire life. Why? People change. Some people don't, but some people do. And he did. Yeah. yeah. So that'll, that'll be it for the high school portion of Brock Tovar. We are going to dive into the college portion of Brock Tovar on episode three. Uh, kind of continuing on with how the people in his past have helped him throughout his college career and uh what happened to him during college brock thank you for being on this episode again and it's always good yeah yeah Yeah, it was good man appreciate it i have to i have to sneeze so bad